Hey guys, it's Mike at Narcoleptic Customs Podcast, episode 42. You guys, we have Matt Frost, the Matt Frost of Rocky Mountain Race Week and Race Week 2.0. Y'all, what a cool story. So he goes on 13 Drag Week, um, has a good time, enjoys doing that streetcar stuff with his super fast car and decides, hey, let's do our own event. Let's have some fun. So they've gone from 60 cars in the first event to I think the 375 cars in 1.0 and they had to cap it at 300 for 2.0 because they turned it around so fast. So I'll let him tell the story of Rocky Mountain Race Week and where it's headed and he confirms that for 2021, we will have two Rocky Mountain Race Week events. So Rocky Mountain Race Week and then a race week, they are sorting out the second locations or second events locations. And uh, I, I'm, I'm super excited. I think I wanna do 1.0 for 2021 and get over towards the mountains. And uh, I don't know, 2.0 maybe if we can. So we'll see, I'm Melissa's on the couch over there. So, all right, here we go guys. All right, guys, you are in luck today. I know I'll say that every time, but we are so lucky to have Matt Frost with us today. Uh, the promoter, host, the man, the myth, the legend of Rocky Mountain Race Week uh, here today. It's, it's awesome to be able to, to finally kind of do this. I had intended to do this when we were on 2.0 together, but like I was telling you before I started recording, there was no time, like driving and racing and talking to everybody and all that kind uh i don't know how many miles i walked every day but it was a lot <laughs> and then we did <laughs> yeah we didn't eat so you know no time tired it it was it was the best car week i've ever had it was amazing to like hang out with everybody and do all that stuff so i want to from your perspective and kind of tell everybody on the podcast where it started why it started and get into all that so you ready I'm ready. All right, dude. So you've been a racer for a long time. You've got a super fast car, right? So like, how do you, like what brought about Rocky Mountain Race Week? So I, I built my Nova basically for Drag Week. Like that was what our whole idea for the car was, was to build it for Drag Week. And we started with a small block, put it together, put it on the dyno. And I was wanting to do the unlimited class. Realized right away it wasn't going to have enough horsepower to bring anything I needed to to these guys. So we uh, we basically blew it up a couple of weeks before we were going to go to drag week, the first one, which was 13. And so we went ahead and said, we're not going to mess with this. We yanked all the small block stuff out of there and completely restarted with a big block and revamped the car. So we worked on it and worked on it and worked on it. And literally, like everybody does in these kind of events, finished it as we were rolling it in the trailer the night before <laughs> we needed to leave. Matter of fact, we, we drove it and uh, it started making a noise and I thought for sure, I was like 100% sure that we lost the rod in the motor. Like I was so upset and I'm sitting there, I'm like, all right, maybe that's not what it is. Just get it in the garage, look at it. So ended up being a flex plate, we cracked the flex plate. So we went ahead and got a flex plate, got it in there, loaded the car and then hauled butt to Tulsa and uh, made our first pass on the car. I think it was either, it had to be our first pass. I believe we went like a seven something the first pass out, out of the box. And wow. so we're like, all right, we're on a good track to do this. And so we're really excited about it, you know, but then all of a sudden we start seeing, and you're, you're asking for honesty. So I'm, I'm not much for 
not telling the truth. So, uh, all this, you know, Larry Larson had brought the truck out. You had Tom Bailey with his, you know, his pro mod. And so we're looking around and we're like, whoa, like all this stuff has kind of changed. It isn't exactly what we were building our car for. These are not the cars that we thought we would be racing with, whatever. It, it is what it is. You know, we're still in it with an open mind. And so we go into, we get into tech and uh, the first day and we're in line and whatnot. And I didn't, at the time, I didn't know who Freiberger was at all. I didn't know him, didn't know any, you know any of those guys really that much. I just knew the guys that I had watched and followed through the years that actually competed. And he comes up to me and he looks at my car and he goes, huh, build your car just like Larry Larson's car. And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? The car is not even nothing like it. It's not nothing like Larry's car at all. I mean, it just, so that was my first bad experience. I was like, you know, not a nice car, not, hey, you know, that, that's really awesome. It was or your car's just like Larry's. And I'm like, well, okay. So now I'm just like everybody else. So whatever. So we go on with it and uh, we start kind of going through the whole motions and we were doing really well, but I started noticing that there was a lot of favoritism going on with, because of, and I started to realize later on, it was all about, you know, the magazine side of it, but there was a lot going on with kind of helping guys out that were in our class to get them to where they needed to go. And it just kind of, it just took the wind out of my sails. I thought this was going to be a true grit. You do what you need to do, get it there mm -hmm. type situation. And then I kind of just started seeing what was going on with these crews and how much help they had and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know, I just kind of took the wind out of my sails a little bit. We had a group of people, Dars, uh, uh, Zach was with us and some of my friends and we were having problems. We were breaking rockers and doing that kind of stuff. And we were having fun doing what we were doing, but it just seemed like something was different about how I expected it to be. And, and I, and we started talking a couple of us, Dars and, and Zach and a couple of guys were talking and we're like, I said, you know, I said, things don't seem like the way we thought it was going to be. I said, you know, I don't wonder if we wouldn't, wouldn't be a good idea to maybe start our own deal like this. Yeah. And, you know, we were just shooting the shit about it. N nothing, nothing major. Just, it was just kind of a conversation we had. And then when we get to, the end, I ended up dropping a valve, didn't make it through. We were like 200 miles from the last track and dropped a valve. Oh, man. We were super bummed about that, but we went back for the awards and stuff. And, you know, this is, it's going to go back to Freiburger again. And he's probably going to be like, when he sees this, well, he called me out or whatever. But he, he was standing up there and he says, we're the only game in town. People have tried this before and they failed. Nobody's ever going to be able to do this like we do this. And for me, that was the wrong thing to say when I'm standing there listening because you already done kind of hurt my feelings. So yep. <laughs> I, 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 on my way home that on the, I was on my way home and I started calling and figuring out how to make this happen. And, and I, I we we're going to do this. I'm like, we're going to do this. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to do it. And I started making phone calls and the next year we had our first race. That's awesome. That is awesome. Wow. So it, here's what's funny. Think, think of that conversation. If that dude had come up and like, patted you on the back and been like, man, this car is great. Look at this thing. And like, talk to it. Like we'd never have this maybe, you know, like that's yeah. wild. It, it could have been that way. I think, I think, just, I think still the way that they changed things still, I mean, that was already, you know, that already was in my mind. But then when I started realizing, you know, how things have changed so much, it was, it wasn't the street car anymore. It was more of whoever could put the fastest thing out there versus yeah having a true, I can relate to this car deal. I think that was what really, that what threw me, that threw me off a lot right there. I was like, this is not what we worked our butts off for the last couple of years trying to make this car work. Yeah. So that was a big factor in it. And then just, it just seemed like everybody was not in, 
they weren't happy to be there in it. That's gotcha. They, they, they just, work, but they weren't, you know? Yeah. They just did it because that was the only game in town. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Not anymore though. <laughs> no, that's awesome. So, uh, I'll, let's talk about the, uh, let me get back up here to my questions. I'm still so tired. We did our shootout yesterday and we, so we do a drag and drive with that. And like, I drove from here to Springfield, which is like two hours and 40 minutes and then back to get my truck ready to then drive up to Mocan yesterday. So I, uh, it doesn't pop, so, does it? Uh, no, it doesn't. It's wild. Um, so we talked about how you got started. Take us through the conversation. Um, I, how long have you and June been together? Oh man, I think it's, uh, we're going on, I think eight years now. Cause it wasn't very, it was right before. Oh I wow. Started. Yeah. So she just had herself thrown into a big mess. <laughs> right. So, so then let's definitely talk about that. So, um, you guys are, are newly dating at this point. You know what I mean? Like you're still in that honeymoon phase and you've been together a long time now. You can still say that. So the, uh, Let's, let's talk about conversations, and I mean, obviously, she knows at that level of race car, she knows you're a, a car guy, like that's what you do, all that kind of stuff, right? So, like, how does the conversation and emotion move um, with you and and your group of buddies that obviously help do this? Because I mean, I don't I don't see how you could do this as a as a one couple operation. It would be there's so much work and logistics involved in getting this done. So like, how about conversation to you come home? You're like, I think I'm going to do that. And I'm sure she says, go for it. Just like my wife does. And it's like, rock on and let's do it. Like walk us through kind of some of those feelings of like, we're going to do this. How do we, how do we make it what I want? Gotcha. Um, so we, I did come home and basically how that started was, is we had, we had that conversation and, I don't think anybody really realized how much was involved in it at the point. Um, Zach Decay, he, uh, he did the, helped me do the rules. So we sat in the garage and we did the rules while we were, you know, freshening the car and whatnot up. Wow. And then, so Brent and me and him were basically just shooting back and forth on what we were, the conversation on how to kind of lay that out. So we sat there in the garage and we wrote out all the rules and what classes we wanted. And then from there, I dragged June into it of, okay, you know, these are the things I think we're going to need to lay this out. And started calling tracks and whatnot. So, at first, it really was. It was just some people in a garage trying to figure out how to make this work, you know. And and I started leaning on her more and more about getting some of the stuff done because I started realizing that I'm not going to be able to do this and run my business and do everything. And yep. what's crazy is at the time, we it was right about the time that the kind of oil fields fell apart again. You know, it does it does it in cycles. But it so I was losing my business at the time. Like we were starting to go downhill with that because everything just got shut off. Obama made it so that you couldn't have any permitting for anything. And it was like the lights was shut off. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to deal with all that. And I'm trying to put this race together at the same time, which was, you know, very nerve wracking to do all of it, but we continued on with it, you know, and we'd already committed to it. So, uh, June just kind of started, you know, taking the role of getting some of this stuff done and it just slowly progressively got to where it needed to go. And, was nice about it was with only 60 or 70 cars on the first, you know, the first one, it wasn't that hard to put it together. I mean, it was hard, but it wasn't as overwhelming. Like it went pretty smooth. Right. Per se. So it kind of, we learned every, every year it got bigger and bigger. So we kind of were able to learn with it as it was going. That's great. That's great. So how many classes did you have the first year? 
you know, we really haven't changed much on the classes. I think actually we were at like 12 or 13 at that time. We had an import class, which we don't have now. Um, and I think we added, you know, like now we got naturally aspirated, which is small block and big block, which we mm -hmm. didn't have before. I think we just had a naturally aspirated class. And then the other one was, um, God, there was something else. Oh, hot rod and gasser. We had them combined. And, re and recently we just split all that stuff up. So actually for the last, you know, five years or four years, it actually was pretty much the same class as minus the, the import class. That's cool. So like uh, import class, I mean, because there was a, a conversation, I don't know, four or five days ago on the RMRW's page, RMRWers page, uh, about imports and uh, weight savings for stick shift Hondas and all this kind of stuff. And so, I mean, really like a, a lot of your class stuff is ET based. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of your goal of trying to get right. So I can see where, because with our event, we're tire based. So like small tire, big tire, right? You do truck and SUV in its own class because of the, it's just easy. You know what I mean? And like your stuff is along that same line, just in a lot bigger scale <laughs> to make sure that the classes are competitive and that people can fit in where it will be a competitive fun class. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, and, and I could see where like a guy running a, you know, and I'm sure the import class had a, a set of rules and trying to get to a certain timeline, but you know, a lot of guys looking at that would be like, well, man, my 13 second Honda that was pretty fast is not going to be in that class. And so it may deter them, but now they get in a 13 O class and, and have fun and enjoy it. And that's it. We, I, our idea was to try to make it for, to get the younger kids involved in this, you know, and whatnot. And it seemed like we only had one or two cars ever show up for that class. So that's why I eliminated it because it didn't make sense. You can fall into any of the index classes, mm -hmm. whether you're whatever you are, you know, it doesn't matter if you're import or not. So it still gives them that opportunity, but it just eliminated something that was more trophies, more payouts for something where nobody was showing up to it. Yeah. Um, and, and it seems like it's starting to pick up where we're starting to see more imports coming back through this, um, but they're a lot faster than, than your normal import. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The two supers this year were nuts. Right. Yeah. Those cars are awesome. Um, so have you, because this year is the first year, like I've made passes at the shootout, but this is, this year is the first year I've ever like raced in a class. Have you ever competed in Rocky Mountain with the car? I have. I did, uh, I've done it several times. I did it in my Nova. I also did it in my Camaro. Um, the year that we, God, I can't think that I do. I think I did the first two years actually with my, with my Nova and we did really well. Matter of fact, I was, it was between me and Doug Klein for second place. It was two thousandths of a second difference between oh. the two of us. I mean, for, for unlimited, it was, uh, it was tight. And that's crazy. I couldn't get back around the last round. I drove the car to the whole deal with no trailer, with just a handful of tools in the car. And we never had an issue with the car except for we lost the alternator belt the first day. And then we ran the whole deal successfully with no problems. I mean, no maintenance other than changing oil and plugs, no problems with the car. We got back to Bandemir, we made the last pass, and I lost the timing belt, in, so it, it crashed some of the valves. And then he, he got just a little bit faster than I did, and I couldn't get the car turned around to be able to take that second place. Dang, so. that is wild, man. I, I can't imagine competing and doing all the stuff that you do, because like, I messaged, no, I looked for you one day for like three hours, and people would be like, oh, I just saw him over there. So like, I'd run over there. 
No, no, no. He just went that way. So I can't imagine doing that and competing in a, you know, in a full on race car. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not possible anymore. I can tell you that it's just, it's not, I mean, those first couple ones that it was, it was kind of, you know, low key enough that I was able to do it and still manage. And then once things started blowing up, there's just no way. I mean, there's been a couple of times that if I wasn't on the ground, I don't think anybody would have ever came back because we had some issues with, you know, in the lanes and stuff like that. And I'm very hands-on with everything. Oh, yeah. I want to make sure that we square everything away. So, I mean, yeah, you could probably hire somebody to do that, but I just don't think that it's going to have the same feel if mm -hmm. I put something in that position. No, I agree. And that's, you know, again, going back to drag week, I mean, that's, that's what happened to those guys. They tried to make it too corporate, you know I mean? Yeah. It became, it became a job for people and it should be fun if we're going to do this. <laughs> and just for the record, I mean, I've signed up the last couple of years. We just haven't got the car done to go do drag week because I don't yep. have the opportunity to do my own event. I want to go there and I want to do their heavy deal. So it's not off the board. And you know, there was, there was a lot of, it seemed like there was a lot of tension between both of the races when we first started this, because you know, we're the redheaded stepchild type of deal or whatever. But I think they started to realize just like we all have realized there's a place for everybody with this because in my opinion, you know, you have your, your NHRA deal is kind of, it's, it's kind of gone away for the normal guy. And even the no prep Kings and the, and the street outlaw stuff, it's kind of unattainable that way too, because the cars have gotten so fast and so out there that the normal guy can't relate as far as the speed of that. He wants to watch it, but he yep. can't think about how he can do that. So, I think this is our next big movement. This is a grassroots movement of people who have real cars that can go out and do something and really compete in it. And I think that's where this is moving. And they're realizing this and everybody around the world is realizing this. Yep. You're starting to see these pop up. I mean, I don't know how I feel about a whole bunch of them popping up. Um, you know, it kind of, it, it bugs me a little bit because I think it dilutes it a little bit, you know, just like probably they thought when I did mine, but on the reality of it is, is there's enough people that want to do these, that that's not yep. a problem. And with our, the way that we put ourselves into it and make it a personal event for people, a family event, I, it don't bother me because I don't know how many people can duplicate that. So, Hey, I, I agree a hundred percent. I mean, it was, it was really neat to like see you around everywhere. And then every time I went to the trailer to turn my slip in or ask questions to, to June and the team there, I don't remember the other ladies names, but they were all really nice, like nice and smiling and helpful. It was, it was really cool. And I don't think you end up with that uh, at some other events that are larger or, you know, cause a lot of times it's people just trying to figure out how to, a lot of times make money at this. And that's, <laughs> that's not what we do all of this for. Um, right. So let's talk about 2.0 because this, this is the first time you've done two in a year, right? That's correct. <laughs> so, um, I remember rumblings on the page, like, uh, drag week canceled. And it was like, somebody posted, Hey, uh, why don't we do 2.0? And then like, you go into like Superman action or something crazy. And like, it seemed like three or four days later, there was this announcement that you were going to do it. It was, it was the craziest time. And so at that point, like, my wife was like, well, if, if they do it, figure it out. And so, I mean, that's, that's why we were there. So, so walk us through that process. Yeah, it was crazy. So, I mean, we kind of had that feeling we were hearing that there was a possibility that it was going to be canceled. And, 
And so I'm driving, I'm in my semi and I'm, it was early in the morning and I'm going and taking a load and all of a sudden I see it pop up that it's canceled. And I mean, right away, the wheels started turning a little bit for me, you know, and, and it's funny because I'm thinking about it and I kind of see what's going on. And I called June. It was, I think it was like five thirty, six o'clock in the morning. And I call her and I said, Hey, I said, you ready to go back to work? And she says, what are you talking about? I says, we're going to do a 2.0. And she started to say something. And I just, I just hung up because I knew where, I knew where this was going. Right. So I, and then I called her. I said, okay. I said, so we're doing this just so you know, we're doing this. And she says, I said, I want to hear, I said, I don't want to hear any of the bad part about it. I just want to hear what we can do to get this done because she's the voice of reason. She's going to be like, well, you shouldn't do this because of this or whatever. And I'm just like, go, right. So all right. She's like, whatever. So right away I started, you know, I, I started thinking about what can we do? And I'm like, I know the tracks that we can do this at. I know we can get in here and do this. And, and it wasn't, it wasn't about trying to be anything other than there's a huge part of this with me is being an American and with what everything that's going on right now in this world. And you heard, you know, when I talk about this, stuff, oh, yeah. like, I, I don't like where we're headed. I don't like what's going on and how we're being told we can't do things and we're being told what we have to do. And so it's probably a little bit of a defiance in that sense of we're Americans and we should be able to travel where we want to travel and be able to do what we need to do without anybody coming along and telling us what we need to do, you know, because we're not doing anything wrong. So yep. that was a big part of it. And then just the other part of it is so many people were, and myself included, we're going to try to go to this race. And now all of a sudden, everything that you worked for for an entire year is out the window because somebody decided, somebody somewhere decided that it wasn't worth the risk to do it. And yep. to me, it was worth the risk. So right away, I started calling tracks and it was really cool that it just happened. I don't think you could do this again. And hundred years just to have it work out the way it did I called those all the tracks that we were going to and every one of them said hundred percent we're on board you know there's going to be a little bit of time frame that we need to change things around first because we have other events coming which actually ended up canceling some of them did so uh, it just worked out that we excuse you uh, it, it, it's uh, it just worked out that everything kind of fell in line and bam I mean we were and it was a lot of work to try to cram everything that we do in a year into two months to get this all done. But the yep. thing was super nice is, you know, our, all of our vendors are smaller vendors that we use for all the stuff that we do. So they were, they were very appreciative that we could come back for two. And I, I would like to think that we helped them get through this year because they didn't have the business that they normally have. So it was just really easy to have them to be able to bust it out for us and make sure that everything fell in line the way we wanted it to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, and that was so cool to see all of that come together and we were coming back from vacation and like uh we're like in nowhere land mississippi no cell signal like when um the sign up happened and so by the time we get to where like some service will come up on my phone i was like oh no i've missed it you know so i send the email i'm like oh my gosh please tell me if i make it put me on the waiting list whatever i need to do and uh and we made it and so then it was like, holy crap, we're in. Now what do we do? And so we added bars. I mean, you answered, I don't know, six or eight messages that I probably never should have even had to ask. But man, this was our first time to do anything like that. And the, the cart was never intended to be like uh, to pass NHRA tech. I mean, never. It was like, this will be a street car. People are going to do dumb stuff in it when we give it away. I mean, like, road course stuff. All, we never thought that far through, you know what I mean? And so it was like, okay, what do we need to do? And dude, thank you so much for like taking the time to answer those questions. Cause like, you know, we talked about the harness bar and updated harnesses and arm restraints and things like that. 
and it made tech a breeze. So sure. I did all that, would pull up front. They're like, yep. You know, I mean, they looked at a couple of things, made sure we were right. And we went on and I was just like, we're racing. You know, Cause like, I thought we would get to Tulsa and that's why I came so early in the morning. Cause I thought, man, I'm going to have to drive from Tulsa back to Bentonville two hours and fix some stuff and then drive back and get retech, you know? And so with your answers and your guidance, uh, it helped us move right on and uh, just get right through it. We had a great week. Sure. And that's, I mean, that's what we're here for. Like, I think if you, if you, if they bring in Adam, we brought Adam into the deal too, which Adam's always been a great part of doing the RMRWers page and all that stuff. He's always really on top of that, which I don't have time to do a lot of that stuff. So he helps me a hundred percent with keeping everybody fresh and moving on that. But between him, me and June, if you ask a question, most of the time within probably an hour, you're going to get a response. And, and also on top of that is I really try to pay attention as Adam does and June does as well to what cars were, are being posted when there's new builds, all that stuff. Like, so, I mean, I even, you know, I think I even reached out to you on something and asked you, are you, you're going to do this, right? Because I seen something I didn't like on the car or wasn't going to work out for you. So I reached out to you and said, Hey, I think it was the, the bar for the seatbelts or whatnot. Yep. So I'm really, I really like to be informed. Listen, we're racers. I mean, we're racers doing a race, four racers and that's really important to us to make sure that everything goes as smooth as it can for you as well i've been there i mean i was always you know when i was young putting cars together and stuff like that we did a lot of street racing and we never did anything track wise so once i started getting to the track side of it i i did have a couple of issues where you know they were down on me because i didn't have stuff squared away because we just didn't know so yeah. i can't i don't like to get involved in the actual nhra rules because every class has if you call me and say hey you know i'm gonna run this speed what do I need to do to my car? Well, every car is different on how it needs to be done. So I'm not going to tell you what the, the actual rules are. You need to look at the NHRA rules. But if I see something that I generally know is going to be something that's going to be a problem for you, I'll reach out to you and say, hey, you know, you need to take care of yep. this. Yep. And you did. And I certainly appreciate that. So uh, let's talk about how to, because you said earlier that um, there are enough people to do enough to do events like this. How has doing two events in one year changed your perspective of two events a year for Rocky Mountain Race Week? I'm always nervous no matter which, what we do, whether it's 1.0, 2.0, like I'm nervous about it because I mean, realistically it is like we talked about, you know, a lot of these places, it's all about the money. When we started this, this was about racers and it, it was, you know, it was a lot of money out of our pocket to make this work. And now it's actually gotten to the point where it is financially stable that we do make some money on it. So, and, and it's really hard to, at this point, to be able to pull money out of our own pocket to make it work. So I'm always nervous going into it. Is it going to work? It always does, but it definitely makes you nervous. And then spreading it to two events like this, um, it still does make me nervous, whether your followers for your 1.0, we're going to want to do the 2.0, or are you going to get in just generally enough to do a, a second one? So I did put that post out there to see, who's going to do what. And it seems like there's a lot of people interested in both of them. And there was a lot of pressure to put the 2.0 on. So I feel pretty comfortable going into it, especially with the great sponsors we have now. They really help take that cost and that pressure off of me to be able to do some things because I want every year to make each event better and add things to it to, to make it better. Always looking to improve versus just let it be stale. And so it, it it's, it's kind of crazy. We're going into new territory, especially because I feel like this year's an anomaly with 
the COVID, people needed places to get out to go do. Mm-hmm. You know, there wasn't a whole lot out there. So I think we're taking a big step and saying, hey, we're going to do a 2.0 next year. But I'm a risk taker, and, and I think I like it. Work. <laughs> I like so. it. So, so where are you kind of thinking for 2.0? Um, and 1.0 will be obviously Rocky Mountain stuff will be, you know, where, where that has been. But um, I had heard rumors, maybe Southeast, maybe like uh, kind of moving towards the Dakotas at some point. Well, so 1.0, we were actually talking about doing the Dakotas and it's not out of the question yet. We're still kind of looking at it, but we may end up sticking with our normal area just because there's a lot of variables with that, uh, you know, the quality of the tracks, the distances, some of them have dirt roads have to get to the track. So some of those mm-hmm. things are obviously factors for us, you know, trying to drive this car. So whether we have time to get it all squared away, I can't say for sure. So I'm, I'm, I'm leaning back to where it originated at and kind of keeping it there for 2.0 noble did such a great job for us. And it's such an awesome track. I think we're probably going to try to work with them to start and stop there. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, definitely try to start and stop there. Hit Tulsa is kind of one of our plans. And then maybe grab a couple of tracks in Texas so we can kind oh, of cool. branch off of where we were at to this time and kind of move a little bit more south. Yeah, um, we ran our personal best at Noble in the car. Sure. I mean, you know, 14-8. <laughs> Slowest car on the property except for the Kona ice truck, I think. <laughs> no, it's it's a phenomenal facility. Those guys work their yeah. butts off. It's just it's that it's just it's that grassroots feel of a track too. I like that. So yep, yep. The uh, the parking area was really cool. I, I have. It's crazy because I I love these events, but like typically I go to the track once, maybe twice a year. So it was the first time that I've been to this many drag strips in a year in I don't know my whole life. So it was cool to like go from each track and like. I mean, people are setting their cars up, they're changing jets and carburetors, and we just pull up and in the cart, and here we go, we're going to drive down here to the <laughs> lanes and race with the unlimited class. <laughs> sure. So it, it was really neat. Um, all right, I, I know you are a busy guy, so we'll, let's, let's kind of gather all this up. Tell me what the future holds like. Let's, let's look three or four years for, uh, for Rocky Mountain Race Week. So, I mean, we'll see this next year. We're in uncharted, we are in uncharted territory on what we're doing with this 2.0 deal. Um, and, 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 you know, we may, uh, we may continue to do that. This is going to kind of be a pilot deal. Let's see how this works. And I do want to move it around. I don't know if we'd want to go so far east as we see some of the other ones, but I, I definitely want to move the tracks around. Um, it's hard moving the Rocky Mountain deal because it is Rocky Mountain. And that's why you see this. There's a Rocky Mountain race week. And then this new brand is race week because cool. that kind of separates that out. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I really, my plan was, is kind of make this a 10 year deal and yeah. you know, maybe after the, after 10 years, maybe I don't want to do it anymore. I don't know. But at this point there's, it's such a great deal because we've met so many great people and now we have this family of people and that's when you get to see them. And, and it's just another deal where we're getting kids involved into this deal and keeping this sport alive that's my thing my biggest thing when i look at how we go to all these different places and we see all these monuments and we do all these things which really upsets me that they're taking monuments down because it's a big part of what we do we stop and see landmarks and we learn things and we go through towns that you would never go through your entire life and those people generally don't get out to see the kind of cars that we have going through there so yeah that whole thought process is what keeps me doing this every year and 
I don't know, who knows, maybe in 10 years, you know, maybe I'll still want to keep doing it. Maybe right. somebody else has some fresher ideas or maybe this won't even be an option anymore. You know, it's hard to say, but our goal is to continue growing it every year, make something different. I mean, like if you notice, we, we add, if you look at how we've done things, we've always added a little bit to it every year, whether it's, you know, now we have a car that you can go run and get your parts. Well, there's now we have guys talking about maybe bringing parts trailers in to help support. So we're constantly trying to evolve this into something greater than what it is. And I'm excited to see what the next couple of years bring. It seems like there's a lot of people getting on board. Right. And th that reminds me of, uh, I, and I told Jonathan, so I rode with him for a little bit, day three, uh, for like three hours in the Nova. And it was really cool to just like spend, I don't know, about three hours. Well, the whole week really, because I, I, you know, those guys run 55 to 65 miles an hour. And it was neat to just do that speed on two lane roads and not be like, okay, this is the fastest route by Google. If I go 10 miles an hour over the speed limit, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it faster than Google time says. You know, it wasn't like we were trying to get as fast as we could to the next place. It was like an enjoyable experience to slow down and go 60 miles an hour and and look at cool stuff. The the skies in Oklahoma and Kansas were gorgeous that week. I mean, it was just amazing scenery. So, what does the future hold for you? Like. I mean, do you ever feel like you could do this as a full-time gig or you think you'll always keep your company and job and all that normal stuff and do this as fun? So I'll go back to where you're at with the driving part first. So yeah, it's absolutely one of those deals where, you know, I remember when we were kids, you know, and some of these kids aren't ever going to see that, but the speed limits were slower and, and everything was slower. And the whole reason for having the route, everybody's like, well, why don't you just put it on a deal where you can put it on your phone? Because now you're having a relationship with that person in the driver's seat of that vehicle, which you already do anyways, but she has to trust you to get you where you need to go. And you might get lost. And that's part of the fun of this. It's yep. just getting lost and having to figure those things out. Plus just slowing everything down and really taking a look at everything and just a lot simpler. Like we're not in a rat race. We're just, we're trying to get somewhere and we're trying to do something, but it also forces you to stop and what people would say, smell the roses. You know, you just don't mm -hmm. do that anymore. So what you said, a hundred percent, it just changes your perspective. And it changes your perspective on people, how all of us can come together. It doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter what race you are, you know, what religion you are. Nothing matters in that sense. We're all in this together and everybody will stop to help each other to get you to that other end of this. And, you know, like we talked about, if more people were like that, we probably wouldn't have the problems we have because racers are really unique people in what they do and cars are what bring them together. And yeah. we just need more of that. But, as far as myself goes, um, we're trying to get my car back together. You know, we should have it together by next year. I really am planning on trying to, uh, I want to hit some records and that's what we're really trying to do with this car is an all steel car. I want to beat some records. And as far as this race goes and me in business, I'm, I'm a hundred mile an hour guy. So I don't know if I'll completely get out of my own job. If, I could actually see this, if this grows the way that I want it to, that I could actually become just a promoter do these two races and maybe do some small tire, big tire races because I have put a couple of those on and I enjoy doing that. Uh, but I'm also a person that worries that you can't just have one thing going on. So I think there'll always be multiple things going on. But I can tell you if everything goes the way that it has this year, my life could slow down a little bit more on some of my other things and I won't have to worry about it as much because it did, it did do really well this year. So that's awesome. It, and, and it's finally, and it's, it's the work. Like, 
where we weren't into this when we built this for money and this isn't exactly where we're at with it now we still want it to be all about the yeah. racers to be able to make a little income off of it is also a huge plus for us too so. well it, it helps make uh it, earning a little bit from it helps keep the dream alive and keep new ideas coming you right know? so well that's awesome well dude thank you so much for for taking the time i mean it's sunday morning <laughs> uh to sit with me and, and go over this stuff. And uh, I definitely want to have you back on because I know there'll be more questions that come up the minute I hit stop recording on this. And I'll be like, oh, man. So so, so before we get off, tell me, I, I want to hear about this cart. So what was the whole idea of that? And, oh. and where, where did that start and where is it going? All right. So uh, we have a YouTube channel. And so... What's funny about Google searches is that if you say, you know, grow your YouTube channel. And so then you start seeing all these things. Well, obviously we're car people. So, you know, you start watching YouTube cha other channels and see what they're doing and how they kind of spike in growth and things like that. So what we ended up with was people were giving cars, fun cars away, but it also gives you a ton of content for the channel for people to come across and see. Right. So, we, my 66 C10, it's turbo LS, makes like 500 wheel. Burnouts and ice cream is what that truck is built for, right? But I have a wife and two daughters. So all four of us don't fit in the truck legally, right? My daughters are small and so they can buckle into one seatbelt, but that's not quite legal. <laughs> you can do that to car shows and stuff, but uh, you know, driving Rocky Mountain Race Week wouldn't really work. So I wanted something that was fun firsthand so it needed to be rear wheel drive i really wanted v8 i had looked at a couple of g35 infinities and um you know leroy and then there's a bunch of other death cart movement coming you know uh coming up in this stuff so i thought man if i'm going to give a car away i want something that i would want to drive and so the cart we found a grand marquee that an 85 year old man had driven for the last like 12 years i think he had never smoked in it or anything 90,000 miles and he had ran into the back of a jeep so the front was tore up so we gave 900 for the car and literally cut the roof off of it in a week so it just snowballed from there i wanted something i could learn to build bend tubing on and because uh, my brother had built a bunch of cages but i had never been any tube or anything like that so you know, needed to learn to do that with what we're going to do with the cart. And then uh, obviously something to give away on the channel and give us a ton of content of doing really, really dumb stuff. Sure. So, so that's where it came from. So you're giving it away then? Yep. Yep. So uh, um, our, once our YouTube channel hits a million views, then we will give the car away to one of our Instagram followers because you can set your YouTube to private so we can't gather all the information. So to be entered, no cost, they follow us on Instagram and we take, when they sign up, we take their name and put it down. And at when we hit a million views, which will be probably six or eight months from now, we'll, uh, we'll put their names in the generator and pull it out and send it on its way. Awesome. So with that being said, what's your, uh, What's your next uh, vehicle for Rocky Mountain Race Week? Uh, so we'll do 2.0. Um, it'll probably stay uh, Panther-based, which is Grand Marquis, Crown Vicks, all that kind of stuff, um, because it's such a large car. We'll do 
a wilder cage. We'll do a turbo LS in it and, uh, you know, 12 O class and rolling smoky burnouts. Awesome. Cool. With, with a load of stuff. Cause the cart would not do a burnout at all with all of the gear in the back. So yeah, we may be able to matching trailer. That would be kind of cool. The, the guy that came from New York with the ZL1, did you see that trailer? Like it was like a tube trailer. May do something like that. That would be really neat. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, cool. Cause, uh, I didn't mean to flip the script on you, but I just was curious <laughs> on where you were headed. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. We, uh, and I wanted something that we could race across the field and all that kind of stuff that you never get to do with the car that you're building that you care about. So this car we don't care about. We change the oil often and just put it on the limiter every chance we get it. Yeah, it looked like you guys had a lot of fun with that thing for sure. Oh, dude, it's a blast. It's a blast. You'll have to get in it. You'll have to get in uh, 2.0 next time because it, it's going to be a ton of fun. Sounds good. All right, dude. Well, hey, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. No problem. You have a good day. Thank you. Hey, man, you too. Bye.